0: Welcome to the Retirement Risk Show, the best retirement interviews and advice with Dave Hall. Learn strategies to help you reduce and even eliminate the risks facing your
1: retirement.
0: Hello and welcome to the show. My name is Dave Hall. I am your host. We are back again talking about your retirement, talking about all those things that you need to do to prepare for the happiest time of your life. Many times people don't realize that this is what retirement can be, will be, is supposed to be if you do all of the right things. So if you'd like to learn more about how you can find not only happiness in retirement, but peace of mind, get your finances structured the way they need to be, go to my website, retirementriskadvisors.com. Here you'll be able to get access to all of our tools, a couple of exciting new ones that are out there. Our Shatter Your Retirement Risk Live event, that is going to be found there on our website. Four-hour deep dive into the various challenges you're going to face in preparing for retirement and as you go through retirement. Then we're going to also uh, give you access to my new book, Getting Safely Through Retirement, where I break all the issues down, where we talk about solutions to help you endure the longest self-imposed period of unemployment many of you will face in your lifetime. Could be 10 years, could be 20, heck, it might even be 30 or 40. It is what we call retirement. Today we're going to be talking about Medicare. We talk about it quite often on the show, but we're in a period of time now where we've got an annual enrollment period that's coming up to help us today. I brought in with me Alex Seiler. He is the National Sales Director for Medicare Compare USA, one of our partners that we work with pretty extensively. Alex, welcome to the show.
1: Hey, thank you, Dave.
0: Alex, it's hard to believe. I was looking back. The last time you were on the show was over a year ago. Seems like it's only been a couple of months, and maybe that's because we talk so often during the year, but I'm glad to have you back. There's so many things that we need to cover today, and no better person, in my opinion, to have here than you to share this information with our listeners.
1: Again, thank you for letting me on. Can't believe it's been over a year myself.
0: Yeah, so let's talk a little bit about what's going on right now. I mentioned the annual enrollment period coming up. Let's talk a little bit about that. And then we'll break down some of these aspects of Medicare to help people make sure they understand what they need to do.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Definitely the thing that's on everybody's mind right now, annual enrollment period. October 5th through December 7th, annual enrollment period is definitely for people either with their Part C or Part D. But really, it's a time for everybody to take a look at their Medicare See what's out there and just get a refresher of how the machine works, if you will, uh, in the lovely Medicare space. Yeah,
0: And when we look at this uh, period of time, let's talk a little bit more about just so people understand. You mentioned that it's for those who already are on Medicare. Talk a little bit more about who this is going to affect and what people should be looking at as they go through this period.
1: In the Medicare industry, that's probably one of the biggest misnomers is exactly what annual enrollment period is for. Annual enrollment period really is only for people on Medicare Advantage or Part C plans and prescription drug plans, Part D plans. Medicare supplements, the standalone Medicare supplement coverages, which are a form of Medicare coverage, most known as Medigap plans, Medicare supplements, you can change those throughout the year as long as you pass underwriting. So they don't really have a season, if you will, an enrollment season, if you will. Nonetheless, it's a good time to always evaluate with all your clients. Myself, being a Nebraska boy here, I live in a very lightly populated state, if you will, with a lot of rural markets. I'm about a 50-50 for Medicare supplement clients to Medicare Advantage. October 15th to December 7th time, my office takes that time to reach out to everybody. And I would encourage everybody to do the same thing.
0: Yeah, as we look at it, Alex, you talk about the two different plans too. Let's talk a little bit more about each of these. Let's go back to the basics and just talking about part A and B first, the two parts of Medicare that uh, almost everyone ends up with as part of the retirement planning, unless they've got some other credible coverage. Start there and then let's break into the advantage plan and then we can talk some about the gap plan. Yeah, absolutely. So
1: part A is another great time to remind everybody, part A, that is your hospital coverage. Part B, that's your doctor. Those together cover, like I said, 80% of your Medicare expenses. The Medicare, Sublin, Medicare Advantage, Prescription Drug Plan, those are to cover the other gaps. But this time of year as well, I think the big thing I like to remind all clients, this is a time of year to make sure your insurance agent has your updated prescriptions. Maybe your actual overall coverage hasn't changed, but if your prescriptions have changed, that could make all the world of a difference, believe it or not. Especially if you're going from name brand to generic or if you go the other way from generic to name brand big cost of difference right with your coverages so i encourage my agents i encourage my own clients i encourage clients of other agents reach out this time of year and that's the big thing to keen
0: on. Let's talk a little bit more about the Part D, uh, Alex, and the prescription drug side. I think many people have this misnomer out there that it's one plan that people are getting signed up for. They can get any medicine that they need to take, and somehow that's going to be covered. That obviously is not the case. Talk a little bit more about what people should look for when they're shopping for a Part D plan. Yeah,
1: so I think the big thing for me, day one, is if if you're somebody that you just want to know what's out there, uh, without necessarily talking to an insurance agent go to medicare.gov you can go in there you can put in your prescriptions and it will tell you what's available and whether it's it, some insurance carriers don't have insurance agents it's a drug to consumer like a usaa life for example it will show you what the options are out there prescription drug plans it's not a one-size-fits-all that's definitely correct they tier to different drugs there's five different tiers of drugs different insurance carriers, different look at prescriptions differently in terms of what tier they do fall into, and also what the cost will be. Medicare.gov will help you paint the picture of exactly how an insurance carrier views your prescriptions. For the most part, you know, ibuprofen is all viewed kind of the same. It's more of those different prescriptions like the narcotics or just other prescriptions like that. Carriers look at them differently. And that's probably the biggest reminder I have with every client every year is let's look at that update.
0: I know for me, it's a big issue and I'm not on Medicare yet. I was on Medicare for a period of time because of a kidney transplant. But as I look to the future, I've got all of those anti-rejection drugs. I've got tacrolimus, I've got my Fortic, prednisone, all these other drugs I've got to take. And because I was on Medicare one time, able to look through and see the various plans that were out there from a prescription drug side, the pricing was quite substantial. I know that there were different plans based upon what type of drug I was getting, whether I get a generic or not, that that price could be anywhere from maybe $10 or $20 to a couple of hundred dollars is what was going to get charged inside of that plan.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's the big thing for people to remember is prescription drug plans are based off of a 12 month formulary. What I mean by that is when you take them, you are locked in for 12 months. That is what the formulary of your plan will be when it comes to your copays, your costs, your drug deductibles. That said, it is a moving target after that 12 month period when it goes to the next calendar year. Exactly what you're talking about right there. They classified that drugs get tiered and re-tiered all the time and the way that carriers look at them. That's the reason why this time of year, again, kind of getting back to your original question, what's the big thing to think about right now? If you could, if, if, even if you're not on Medicare, sit down with your loved ones. Maybe you're retiring, but you're not quite 65 age. Sit down with your loved ones, parents, aunts, uncles. I, I see it all the time to just take a look at your prescriptions. It's a a great time of the year for everybody, right? It's the holiday season, but it's a also that time to check in your
0: Medicare. You just can't imagine how expensive it can get and and kidney drugs aren't anywhere near what cancer drugs are but uh, you get in a situation where you've got to come out of pocket for some of these it can be thousands of dollars that you wouldn't have planned for so can't agree with you more Alex as we look at the importance of Part D making sure that we get that correct. Let's talk now though a little bit about uh, Medicare Advantage plans you mentioned that they're a way to help supplement these gaps that exist inside of Medicare. Why would someone choose that as an option, maybe over a Medigap plan, and we can talk more about what that is here in a bit.
1: Yeah, and I think I'd answer that question by exactly how I would sit down with a client or how I train my agents to sit down with clients, and that really just comes down to the client. It's shocking to some people, but I mean, I have a lot of households where maybe the husband goes on one and the spouse goes on the other. I think the big thing to remember is what the core differences are between Medicare someone's Medicare Advantage, Medicare Advantage is network-based. A lot of these plans are zero premium a month, but they are in a network. You know, a reminder of PPO network, typically a much broader network, larger range with a good set of benefits built with inside of them. If you pick an HMO plan, an HMO plan is going to be a narrower network, a little bit smaller, a little bit richer benefits in that network. Something I think newer in the Medicare Advantage space for people that don't live and breathe and eat and sleep this every day like I do Something with the Medicare Advantage plans to think of now is I call it their multi-state, meaning, you know, for me, if I go on a Medicare Advantage plan here in Omaha, Nebraska, if I'm down in Miami, Florida, for example, and let's say for something happens, I need to go to a doctor, maybe i fall and break my leg. Well, if that doctor I go see accepts the same Medicare Advantage plan, I'm a network. It's a little bit newer with these plans today. Medicare Advantage plans, most Medicare MAPD is what they stand for. Medicare Advantage prescription drug plans. Part of the formulary is your prescriptions, the coverage being in there. Uh, Medicare Advantage plans have dental, vision, hearing benefits tied into them. So checking in with your dentist, things also like copays on chiropractors, things of that nature. Medicare supplements, core differences between Medicare Advantage Medicare supplements. Medicare supplements are not network-based. They don't include the dental vision hearing benefits. They don't include the prescription drug plan element. But with a Medicare supplement, there's a monthly premium to them. But typically, when you tie in the monthly premium, getting a dental plan, that could be less than half what the max out of pocket would be on a Medicare Advantage plan. It just all really depends on how you use your health care. Medicare supplements, you don't have to worry about network. Again, same analogy. I live here in Omaha, Nebraska. I'm in Miami, Florida, Dallas, Texas, somewhere in between those states when I'm traveling, I don't have to worry about a network. As long as that doctor accepts Medicare, I'm taken. And I won't pay any more, any less than what that monthly premium states. Something also to remember, I think I get a lot of questions on this, Dave, is Medicare supplement premiums are also locked in for 12 months. So when you get on a Medicare supplement, that rate will not change on you after 12 months, but after 12 months it is subject to change. And that's another thing to keep in mind.
0: And are you finding with those policies too, as you age that they get more expensive as well, or are they structured to where it doesn't matter what age you are, price is going to be pretty much the same. Of
1: course, there's different states with, with different rules, but the general answer to that is the younger the client, the lower the premium. But I also don't want to make it sound like they take large rate increases. There are insurance carriers that are more targeted for the younger 60s range client. There's insurance carriers, they price their targeting around the 70 to 75. So again, it's one of those things I just think make sure every year you check in on it, take a look at what you have and feel free to shop. There's a lot of options out there for all clients and the landscape changes quite a bit.
0: Yeah, and a lot of it really comes down to your preferences. Again, what are you looking for? You're looking for the opportunity to consolidate everything through the advantage plan, just deal with one provider, allow them to to do the billing, the invoicing, allow you to work with them specifically? Or are you willing to work with Medicare and the gap and the Pardee saying, I want the freedom to, to go wherever. And one of the other things you got to look at too, is that out of pocket. I was on Medicare Advantage when I had my kidney transplant, couldn't get a gap plan, went on Advantage plan. Well, the plan I was on did a very good job of covering me here in Tennessee where I live, but I've got a home in Utah and It didn't cover there. They didn't have doctors in network there. So if something would have happened there, I could have been out thousands of dollars uh, using that plan just because I was in the wrong state.
1: Yep. And and I think that's another thing I like to remind clients. I've heard this a couple of times. I really want to correct this. You know, if you're out of network, a lot of times people say, well, the doctor won't see you. That doesn't mean you won't get care. If it's an emergent, you'll get the care. But to your point, You're financially out thousands, whereas if you would remain networked. That's why a lot of Medicare supplement clients, a lot of rural markets don't have networks. They're on Medicare supplements. I have a story right now I could share where I saved a lady thousands of dollars on a year. Why? Because she was on a network-based insurance plan in a very remote, small town of 2,000 people. She has no purpose being on a Medicare Advantage plan. That's Medicare supplement, right? Why? Because when she does go to her local doctor, he's just simply not a network. So to your point... Yeah, evaluating those benefits, getting seconds opinions could be a matter of of a couple thousand dollars or not.
0: And if you look at them, uh, Alex, would you agree from a Medicare supplement plan, probably gonna cost you a little more on average. And again, we're not talking marketplace costs. And in many of our webinars, we'll ask people, what are they paying for marketplace insurance before they reach age 65? Many of them are paying $1,000 or more per person based upon their age and situation that we're not talking that type of money, but gonna be a little more for a gap plan than an Advantage plan, but your out-of-pocket could be substantially larger under an Advantage plan than some of the Medigap plans that they have out there. That'd be a correct statement?
1: That would be a correct statement. And again, that's why I say, you know, it's not a one-size-fits-all. Again, we have households that go different directions. You know, we have we have clients that will be on a Medicare supplement plan and they'll get one day convert over to a Medicare Advantage plan or vice versa. You absolutely nailed it on the head. That's what your agent, local insurance agent that you work with should do. We have client needs assessments that we do, and that's what will help us really drill down to that information as we help our clients make decisions.
0: I know we've talked about this on another show, uh, one that I did by myself. You weren't on that show, Alex, but one of the things that we brought up there is just the benefit of having an agent in the middle of all this. Many people look at it as it's going to cost me a bunch of money. I don't want to spend more for this. That's not the case at all. Could you talk about your experience and, and really what you guys do to help make sure people get their needs met without a bunch out of pocket money? Yeah,
1: absolutely. So, and I can I can actually answer that by giving personal experience. So, I never want to talk poorly on anybody, right? But unfortunately, sometimes those 800 numbers that you call for insurance carriers and, and cut out the local agent, go direct to the insurance carrier. You just don't get that personal touch that an insurance agent's going to get. Don the I's, crossing the T's, and double-checking the efforts. No doubt in today's world, Dave, Medicare Compare USA, we're actually the head of some technology that we're releasing in the industry right now. And what this technology really does is it's called Medicare On Demand. And what it is is it's a tool that will self-educate clients on part A, B, C, and D. The whole time, it is asking them, hey, would you like to meet with a local agent? But at the end of the day, with the education of the tool and the power of technology, the client can, in fact, enroll themselves without an agent if they'd like. The reason why I would say that you always want to include an insurance agent in some sort of capacity is to dot the I's, cross the T's, double check the prescriptions. just had it myself the other day where a, an insurance carrier says it was in network with a certain dental network in Flagstaff, Arizona. Come to find out they're not. And the client has an agent to help navigate those waters when they come up. If there's a claims issue, an insurance agent typically has somebody. I have representatives at Aetna, Humanity United Healthcare Mutual, of Omaha, Cigna, that I know I can call if, if something gets clogged. More times than not with clients that don't have an insurance agent, they just don't get that customer service. Right.
0: Yeah, I completely agree with you. Uh, As you look at it with any insurance, uh, the the value of an agent, the value of having someone on your side. And again, it's not costing you more money to do it. You're getting the benefits of that without coming out of pocket yourself. It's going to be paid by the insurance company uh, to have them represent you, but you have the opportunity to allow them to go to bat. And I saw it big time when I was in Puerto Rico. That was a big thing there when I was in Puerto Rico. We had all kinds of insurance claims because of the hurricane and The impact it had on our cars and our house and all those other things. Well, the agent went to bat for us and was able to get us a lot better results than we would have ever been able to get ourselves. Someone for
1: me, again, kind of just going back to that lady in McCook that I helped that was in a very rural area and remote area. I'll use that as an example, Dave. She didn't have an insurance agent that put her on that plan. What she did is she went out to Medicare.gov. She just put in her prescription she was taking where she lived her zip code, confirmed her county, everything any, anybody can do, right? Medicare.gov is a resource to everybody. I always encourage my clients to go to it because it's a true unbiased facts about Medicare and how it works. That's what she did. Unfortunately, she just got herself on a plan and no doctor accepted out there, right? And with the help of using me as an agent, when her son made her call somebody and they responded to one of my ads like I said, we're able to save her thousands of dollars.
0: A very healthy individual too. And that's the thing you need to understand too when you're getting signed up for this stuff is it's not just the insurance cost itself, it's all the out of pocket. It's who are you going to go see as a doctor, all these other things that play into the process. That's all got to be calculated in. That's what an agent's going to help you do is to to make those right decisions, to give you the information that you need based upon their experience and their history and working with these companies and the way they process claims and handle uh, different situations. I mean, it's all part of the benefit that comes from an expert that's been in the field uh, doing this type of work for sometimes decades.
1: Yeah, absolutely. You know, the big thing I would say to clients all the time is I've been an insurance agent for 10 years. I'm actually a broker is what they call me. I've been a broker for 13 years and I'm still learning everything about Medicare. So if for someone that lives, breathes, eats and sleeps it like I do every day, that's how I make a living with the landscape. For me to say the landscape's changing, it's certainly changing for everybody much faster. So, always again back to the root of the question and why you brought me on today, Alex. You know what would you say to the folks to remember? Annual enrollment periods right around the corner, and it's a, just a good time for everybody to look at their their situation and see if we can't save money and make good decisions.
0: Absolutely. Well, Alex, thank you so much for being with us today. It's been an absolute pleasure to to reconnect, to get the information that you have, and to have the partnership that we have in working together to try to get people to a better situation.
1: Absolutely. And I thank you for letting me be on here. I'm eager to do another one with you again. Thank you for the time.
0: Anytime. Well, listeners, you've been listening to the Retirement Risk Show. Uh, My name's Dave Hall. I'm your host. Look forward to seeing each of you again next week, where we'll come back and talk about another risk that you're going to be facing during those retirement years and solutions that you can use to help you get safely through retirement.
1: And that's today's episode. Thanks for listening. If you like what you heard, please subscribe to wherever you get your podcast. The Retirement Risk Show is a production of the Retirement Risk Advisors. Our show was produced by C.R. Talene and Autumn Koenig. If you're a CPA looking for more retirement education, visit retirementriskadvisors.com.